do 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 da 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 do 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 Every theater kid remembers their first Broadway show. Mine was The Music Man, and I was 14 years old. It's week 10 of The Art of Performers, and I'm coming off a really nostalgic week. Autumn does that to me pretty often. Probably because we're headed into the holiday season, which of course starts with Halloween. I have my list of spooky and fun movies I love to watch around this time. And I'm a tiny bit obsessed with Disney's Halloween treat, this program they used to run in the 90s on the Disney Channel every Halloween. It's impossible to find in all its glory, but it's basically every spooky Disney cartoon you can think of, from Skeleton Dance to Fantasia's Night on Bald Mountain. I know, my inner Disney kid is showing. But I'm also feeling nostalgic for the packed studios of Pearl hoping to be seen after the equity actors, surrounded by girls stretching while curling their hair and doing lip trills, the two guys in the room talking to everyone they know about summer stock and their old Disney Cruise Line days, or chatting up the monitor, who is undoubtedly about to repeat a dad joke about showing the casting director range. I miss it a lot. Despite the inevitable nerves that come with them, auditions really are fun, and that's good because as actors, we are professional audition goers. We get to bond over our weird and funny experiences, and every so often, you'll meet a friend when you don't have your head buried in your rep book. One of my friends, who I acquired at an audition, happens to also get pretty nostalgic over both of those things. At heart, she is both a Disney and a theater kid, like me. We never stop being theater kids, by the way. That's a title that stays with you forever. And like me, Brittany Liberta Sams is a performer, business owner, and a self-starter. She has a YouTube channel where she covers some of the best musical theater songs and collaborates with other artists as well. Today, you're going to hear about her newest project, which frankly blows my mind every time I think about it. A series of fan videos that comes in the form of a one-woman show, The Music Woman. If you just wondered if you heard me correctly, you did. Brittany is currently playing every role in The Music Man, from Marion to Marcellus Washburn, and making it happen from her very own home. And it doesn't stop at singing. In fact, I had the honor of writing some choreo for the project, and I can't wait to see it in action. I'll let her tell you about her opus, which she has crafted from inside out. Acting, directing, engineering, and just about everything else. This is going to put her on the map. So let's jump in. As you meet my friend Brittany, and we talk finding inspiration, making a name for yourself, and never settling for second happy. Let's go. Um, you're so beautiful. Oh my god. <laughs> Shut up. I haven't worn makeup in months, so <laughs> I wanted to throw something on. You're so like, uh, look at me in my cute little sweater and my flower and was that a little ribbon in your hair? You're gorgeous. Yeah, no, I'm sitting in a closet so you cannot see me. I'm like super like I mean in a closet in a closet, like it's super dark in here. Um 
so yeah no you get to look at my little logo today but <laughs> you're so gorgeous and like I, mean, I, can, I can go take it off you know, i can show you the real me if you want um no so i've seen let's see i've seen like your elsa looks i've seen your like ball gown looks i've seen barbershop looks from you i'm getting like all kinds of vibes i'm pretty sure i know what the real you looks like and it's everything <laughs> your origin story when did you first start performing and what was your aha moment when you knew you wanted to do this so I think the aha moment was when I was six at the time in like what 97 or whatnot <laughs> so I was only able to have the Disney Channel downstairs mm-hmm. like a Google box but not upstairs so Disney Channel was always on as a kid downstairs and I was just being rambunctious and I just remember like running up my stairs and then at the time Leanne Rhymes was huge like she was having yeah. her concert on the Disney Channel and I just remember I heard her sing and I turned and I looked and I was like I'm gonna sing just like her one day. I love that and I totally remember that time too. Yep Leanne Rhymes was like this young and upcoming new star and she had her roots in country spanning the radio waves and she was huge and Disney was like this kid. Yeah and then um and then after that it was um you know just movie musicals that I could get my hands on that were available to me. Cause I mean, you know, with us growing up, we didn't have Netflix or, mm-hmm. you know, iPhones that we can watch anything at any time that we want. You know, it's like, did I have the DVD or did my neighbors have the DVD? And that's kind of it. So, um, the, the rest of what, what inspired me, one was the music man, the 2003 version with Matthew Broadwick uh-huh. and Kirsten Chenoweth. And Molly Shannon, because that's what was available to me. You know, we were part of like the Disney movie club and it yeah. was on the list. My mom's like, yeah, choose the movie that you want. And I'm like, this one, you know, I had, I had seen, um, the Robert Creston one, but I was in the third grade and uh-huh. you know, when you're eight <laughs> years old, you're like, well, this is an old movie. Yeah. But you know, when the music man came out in 2003 with Matthew Broadwick, it was now a new movie. And so I was interested after finally seeing Kirsten Chenoweth, I was like, I want to sing high. You know, I've, I've been a singer like my whole, my whole life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, it'd be like, oh, Brittany, sing something for like family or neighbors or whatnot. And I did talent shows and, and whatnot. But, you know, when I was 12, that's when I got the Music Man DVD. And, you know, when you're 12, you want to be a recluse and you want to like hide in your room. <laughs> and now all of a sudden I'm an entire one woman show of every Broadway musical cast album that I have which is really just Disney at the Uh time you know and then now this DVD that I can play and uh you know so I would like sing out my window you know good night to my someone as I'm 12 like my true (laughs) love's gonna hear me when I heard Kirsten Chenoweth sing suddenly now there's an entire repertoire that's now opened up to me now I'm like I want to sing high I want to sing these songs I want to be Marion and then when I was 13 that's when the Phantom of the Opera with Gerard Butler came Mm -hmm. out and I was just so enamored with the music because I I didn't grow up you know going to the performing arts school I went to public school 
and I, I didn't go to Broadway camps. What I had was these DVDs, and I had these movie musicals. So I never saw Fan of the Opera on stage. My friends did. I didn't, you know. And uh, so when the Fan of the Opera came out in theaters, and I was able to watch it with Gerard Butler, you know, I was just so enamored with it. So I'm 13 years old. I just got back from watching this incredible movie, and all I can do, and it was for like a birthday party, because my girlfriend, you know, she knew the musical, she played piano, so she had the piano books, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. It was one of those things that like, I should watch that, or, you know, I should know about it, Mm -hmm. but I never did, and her birthday was coming up, and she was like, we're going to go see the Family Opera movie, and everyone dressed up in ball gowns because there's a whole masquerade, and I was like, that's cool, and then when I saw the movie, I, like, my eyes couldn't see enough of it, my ears couldn't hear enough of it, I was like, this is amazing, and so I'm 13, like, coming home from this birthday party watching this movie, and I don't want to talk to anybody, I don't want to watch any movies, I don't want to read any books, I want to do nothing but sit in the dark at the top of my stairs in my lovely little gown and just think about the music. Yeah. Like, I just want to keep hearing all of that music and seeing, like, the spectacle of, like, masquerade and, like, the confetti. That's all I want to do. So at that point, I was like, this is what I want to go do. People do not give credit to movie musicals that's due. Mary Poppins, Sound of Music, these things that we saw when we were so young that just inspire that, you know, that spark and that I want to do that. I want to be that person. Like Julie Andrews, holy cow. With us growing up, that's the way we saw Julie Andrews. Speaking of your inspiration, what have been your biggest sources of inspiration in addition to the musicals and in your performance career? And how has that shaped who you are and your goals for yourself? I've coined this term, trademark me. I'm going to file for the trademark so (laughs) no one else can use it without giving me money. But um, that I'm a VCR kid. Like I went to go see the new Lion King and because I'm, I'm the third child out of four girls. Uh-huh. So I'm like the, just don't die. One. <laughs> you know, like, just just go off on your own, whatever. Just watch movies. So I watched movies all of the time. Like, I knew how to work the VCR really, like, like by the time I was one. And Barney was constantly on. Thumbelina was constantly on. Yeah. Um, I, like, destroyed my Page Master VHS just because I watched it so many times. Yes. Uh. But yeah, I was watching the new Lion King and I was like, um, James Earl Jones, you don't, you don't say your lines like that. So I'm giving line notes to James Earl Jones. Right. And then I'm being like, oh, that music, that music doesn't come on now. That comes later. I'm a pretty independent kid and I was just constantly watching movies. So, I mean, I just bit into the whole thing about like, you know, a dream is the wish your heart makes and anything you put your mind to, you can do whatnot. So I think it's, I just... I have this thing in, inside me that's like, I just, I have to do, like, I have to create. I just, I, I have to, when I'm creating and I'm, I'm doing, I know me, yeah. you know, and when I got to be on stage, when I got to be Belle, when I was 16, that's when I realized that I could be tired. I could be starving, but I could be ecstatic working, mm-hmm. you know, because I was in public school, I'm 16. Um, so I'm going to school, and then I was also a JRTC commander, so I was in practice wow. in the mornings, and I was doing school, and then I did practice in the afternoons, and then I went off to rehearsal to go be Belle. Yep. 
So I had a teacher that was like, Brittany, are you okay? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm pretty sure like my eyes were blinking at two different times. <laughs> you know, just because like, I was so tired. But that's when I realized I was like, this is what makes me happy. Uh, and then when I was a senior in high school, I had family tell me, oh, don't do music. There's no money in it. Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, cool. Then I'll just be like a badass archaeologist, you know? Because <laughs> another movie, another Jared Butler movie, inspired me to be an archaeologist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, timeline, another awful movie, you know? <laughs> so then I was doing that for two years, and I was part of the show choir at, at college. And then I was looking at... Um, some artifacts in, in the archaeology lab and I was like I'm second happy like the oh. stuff that makes me happy and it interests me but like I'm second happy and this is during what this is 2010 so mm -hmm. the um recession had hit and so I went on an archaeology dig and the state archaeologist was like yeah there's no money in archaeology go find something else oh my god and all my friends looked at me and they were like Brittany you know, like, this is your backup plan because you want to go sing. And I was like, well, my backup plan is musical theater, you know? Like, yeah. So I realized, like, all right, well, if I'm going to be broken living in my car, like, do I have character shoes or do I have muddy boots? What oh, are they? I love so, that. So I added on, uh, you know, and I added on a music degree and finished that in three years. So that's you know, awesome. five years, I got an archaeology degree and a music degree. <laughs> I will say we have a lot in common in our backstory. And for me, I remember sleeping under my chorus teacher's piano because I was so tired because I was like running myself ragged and mm -hmm. she would write me notes for PE. Thanks, Miss G. Um, but that's awesome. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It was like I was doing way too many things at the same time. You get up and you're like, let's go. Let's do this. And at the end of the day, you're like, I did way too much in 24 hours, but it makes you so happy. Um, yeah. But two, I think that our passions drive us through life. I think they will come for us no matter what you can have mm -hmm. the most supportive family who tells you like oh you're not gonna you know there's not money in this it might not be a great career choice but at the end of the day the passions that are instilled in you they're gonna come for you they're gonna come get you and they're gonna bring you right back and be like this is where you belong and it did it came for you and what I thought was really interesting was about two years ago I was getting into voiceover and trying to figure that out because I'm like I have the equipment why don't I go do voiceover yeah so the same person who told me don't do music there's no money in it when I was like yeah I'm gonna do voiceover he was like yeah that's good <laughs> it's really funny. So then here we are, fast forwarding. You find yourself with this one woman show, and I love it. I want to know everything about it. Where did you get the idea? How did that come to be? And what has that process been like? My goodness. It's a bit of a long story. Tell it. I hope you're, you're buckled in. It's a lot of things that happened that got me to being like, I'm going to do the entire Music Man and mm -hmm. sing it. You know, so last summer... I was the understudy for five different characters. Um, I was the understudy for Patsy Cline in the Patsy Cline musical, uh -huh. which you have to learn 30 songs. And wow. that was the first time I ever um, was a real person. Uh -huh. And I, you know, tried to sing like her healthy, but also tried to sing like her yeah. and her sound. And, you know, I was the understudy. And thankfully, um, I had an amazing Patsy, the main woman, um, who uh, let me have a show. Out of 40 shows or 40-something shows, she let me have one show. So so thank you. Oh, that, was, that was amazing. That's awesome. She didn't have to do that. And so it was, it was really kind. And then the next show that I followed up, like, immediately afterwards was The Marvelous Wonderettes. Uh-huh. Do you know The Marvelous Wonderettes? 
I know that you were a swing, which makes you responsible for all the music. <laughs> all of it. So The Marvelous Wonderettes is the most amazing show. I love it because it, it it's only for women. And the bond that you create with those other divas, because we're all leading ladies. Mm-hmm. So we're all divas. And the bond that you create with these women, it creates a sisterhood. I mean, it only really lasts while you're in performances because, you know, when the show closes, you go back to being like, competition with each other <laughs> yeah or whatever but you know that sisterhood that you have so the marvelous wonderettes it's a two hour long show with four leading ladies 30 songs all uh 29 of the songs are four part harmonies one of the songs is a solo uh you can you can't leave the stage the only time that you can get water is because there's a punch bowl on stage that you can drink out of but then you have to rehearse when you can go get a drink oh. of water uh, the only time you do leave stage is intermission, and that's when you're, like, changing out of costumes and wigs and makeup, and then you have to go right back on mm-hmm. and and still finish up the show. So I was, uh, when they asked me, they're like, do you want to be the swing? I was like, hell yeah, because I love that show. I did it first in New Orleans. I was Missy, which meant, yeah, I was all four girls, all four part harmonies, and that's including um, blocking and choreography. Because it's very choreography heavy in the beginning with like Mr. Sand, uh, Mr. Sandman and, you know, Lollipop and whatnot. Um, but then it's also the script. And then I also have to develop four different personalities. So it was a lot of fun. And then last summer I performed three out of the four. Wow. Yeah. But I was so happy. You know, I was, I was oh, so happy. The feedback that I got from the other actors was how distinct my personalities were. You know, because these these girls, when I did it last year, they're Universal and Disney performers. Right. And so, uh, you know, you got a lot of great talent coming in through the theme parks. And so one of the girls was like, Brittany, I really like that you have distinct personalities for each girl. So, you know, I I got at the end of that where, you know, I'm pretty much everybody, you know, in that show. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't really rehearse with the girls. So I had to rehearse by myself. So I'm in my room with different voices speaking to myself like a crazy person, you know, but I'm like, I have to learn this script. And um, so now fast forward to last Christmas that I wanted to do a fun Christmas video. You know, I had like hard candy Christmas in my pro tools and I had um, just a bunch of Christmas songs and I'm like, but nothing feels great. Right. Like, I want to do something awesome. And then I was like, well, you know, The Marvelous Wonderettes, there's three sequels to the first show. Mm. Um, and they have a Christmas one where they sing Mr. Santa. So I was like, wait, I know all four parts of Mr. Sandman. Let's do Mr. Santa. And then I was like, yeah. And then I'm getting in there and I'm recording the parts. I had to do some arranging. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was like, well, sh- shoot, well, why well, I need a Santa. So I was like, well, why don't I go ask one of my voiceover buddies to, to go do it? And he agreed. And I was like, yay, you know, because <laughs> if you have a Mr. Sandman or Mr. Santa, you need to go like, Mr. Santa, you need a man to go, yes, <laughs> you know, yeah. you can't just not have him. So then I'm, I'm singing, but then there's an instrumental break. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Just stand there, like park and bark. And I was like, well, what do they do with the Marvelous Wonderettes? And I'm like, they speak to each other. And I'm like, why don't I speak to myself? So then that's what you see. You know, yes. In in my Mr. Santa video is me then speaking to myself, and what I what I loved the feedback on that was it was actually my brother in law. He was like, I loved 
how they interacted with each other. Uh-huh. And I'm like, thank you. I think I'm a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is. It's There's something magical about it. And uh, everyone listening needs to go watch all of your videos, but especially that one because of all the moving parts there. And not only is it insanely impressive that you made this entire thing start to finish just looking at the finished product and seeing you interact with yourself it there's a moment where you're like this is four different people no it's all Brittany and it's really cool (laughs) and um and you're right having that like Santa voice in there too was just icing on the cake I think it was perfect well yeah and everyone's like oh I really love him and I'm like I I created the video (laughs) like I edited too and I sang it but no he's fantastic but I'm really mad that I'm trying, this is something that I'm trying to work on is that I'm mad that I say no for others before asking them because I struggled for two days being like, Oh, I should totally ask him, uh, to, to be Santa. And I was like, no, 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 he won't do that. No, he's busy. No, he's a professional voiceover actor. Like why, why would he choose to work with me? I'm just a Facebook YouTube nobody and then mm-hmm. finally I was like you know you only have to be brave once I messaged him and you know what he said I'd love to I have to be okay for asking for help yeah and you know the rejection because I mean you know our industry is just filled with just I feel like every day we wake up and we're rejected yep so, it's yeah. hard it's hard to ask for help but at the end of the day, the people that we know in the industry are the ones who are going to help us get where we want to be. And then when we're in a place to help others get where they want to be, we do. And it's it's like this. Like, you and I have already collaborated twice, and now we're doing a podcast, and it's so cool because we can kind of lift each other up. And when you collaborate with people who love what you do, you're like, look, look what my friends can do. And asking for help puts us in that position where not only can we do that for ourselves, but we can do that for others. So then, yeah, I did the, the Mr. Santa video. And what changed with that too, with the rest of my videos is that's the first time that I had softbox lights because I was like, well, if I'm going to do a mm-hmm. video of myself at the time, I was only using the sun and I was like, well, if I'm going to do this video, I have to have consistent lighting. Yeah. So then I finally saved up the money and, and got my lights and uh, I felt pretty good with my Mr. Santa video. Mm-hmm. Now we're at 2020. I had wanted to go up to New York and audition, but there was a lot of fear with that. Like, cause I'm so type A and I'm the color guard commander. I'm the lead in the play. I'm the honor student. I'm the, you know, the business owner. I'm, I'm this. So it's just, this was something that I had to take a leap of faith with. Yeah. And there was a lot of fear with it. You know, I called up a, a Broadway coach and he was like, I, you know, he listened to me, but he ultimately was like, look, if you're just going to be fearful, you probably should find a different career, Yep. you know, or, you know, just do this in a different capacity. And I was like, I did not invest tens of thousands of dollars in my voice and in myself and my career to be stopped like this, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, no, like I'm, I'm going to go do it. Boom. COVID hit. Yep. Yep. That was really hard. So, you know, with me, like I, I have to have an activity. I, I have to have something to do or to learn or, or whatnot. So, I mean, COVID hit me too. Like I would be fine for three weeks, but that fourth one, boom. Yeah. That's why you wouldn't see a video or anything. Cause I'd just be like, I'm, you know, I can't handle this or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I, you know, what's the point of doing these things who, you know, it, it, it hit really, really hard. And, um, but then like I got, you know, my big girl pants on and I was like, okay, well just, just go back into your thing. 
And anytime that I'm humdrum, because it all kind of goes back to me being a one woman show, being a 12 year old singing to the stars and the moon, you know, good night, my someone. And then also I was saying things that I, I knew that I had to change my speech because I'm like, well, my industry is kind of gone and I yeah. spent tens of thousands of dollars on an education and continuing my education through lessons and what is it worth? And I don't really have a very supportive family mm-hmm. in what I do. So I feel like, although outwardly, I'm very much like, here I am and here I am a star, what I'm, I feel like. I'm dragging an anchor behind me. Yeah. So, but my husband is amazing. My fan videos, they're devoted to him. Because I'm like, I, I wouldn't have this, you know, without your support and your motivation. Yeah. So. You are not alone in how you feel. And this year has been rough, rough, rough. And this is why I started this podcast. But especially our industry, all of a sudden, it's gone. And for everyone else, it's it's different. But for us... Unless we find a very specific way to make a place in 2020, this industry effectively doesn't exist. And it's so hard to be like, for us, for the ones who are performers, we've been doing this since we were old enough to understand what it was. We are in love with it. It is in our souls. And to have that taken away from you, it's a passion-shaped hole in your soul. And we have all experienced this anxiety and depressive episode that goes with it collectively as artists but you're doing the right thing we are in a very temporary place and the fact that you're still making a place for yourself online you're expanding your repertoire you're doing all these things to be like this is who I am as an artist look at me that's going to pay off you're investing in yourself and it is totally going to pay off well thank you I, I appreciate it too because I mean I wouldn't be doing this unless if I equally felt it like something something was special about this yes but for me, I'm like, it's a deadline because if Broadway's going to open up January 3rd, that means I have six months to get my stuff together and to have the dancing lessons and to have the acting and, and to have all these things. I had, I now have a deadline of this is what I'm going to do it because mm-hmm. before I didn't have a deadline. I was, uh, you know, I could afford to be scared and fearful and whatnot, but now it's like, this is the time since I'm not going anywhere, I'm saving a lot of money in gas. And there's no auditions. My big fear was, well, what if I go up to New York and I spend all this money and I'm not successful? You know? Yeah. But now it's like, no. You know, everyone gets, everyone's living this year in fear. I have my deadline and I have my money saved up. And now I'm, I'm just going. And that's that. Like, I don't want to be in fear anymore. I cannot stress to people enough how important it is on your own time and in the way you can to invest in yourself in the way that you need it right now. And again, I just said this, but you really are going to come out on the other side with a way to stand out. And when you do start going to auditions and they're like, so how did 2020 affect you? I think that's going to be the new question. You know, what did you do during 2020? How did, how did that affect you? And you go, oh yeah, yeah. Well, um, here are like 80 products that I have to show you. Here is every project I've done. And I did something that no one else on the internet has done yet. And that's a... Yes, fan video, but one one woman musical, and that's huge. Yeah, thank you. It just it is so much work. Yeah, but I'm happy because I'm back in a show again, and the anxieties are still there. But it's the it's the good anxieties of being in a show mm-hmm. or being like it'll never be ready, like during Tech Week, and then it totally <laughs> like is amazing opening night. Like it's it's still all the same stuff. So I'm just I'm happy. 
like when I perform, I'm Britney level 3000. I am the happiest I can be. I am the most confident I can be. I am like the most positive version of myself that I can be. Like, even if I'm like a depressing character, you still get to see that like Britney is just at her best. Who doesn't want to feel like that all the time? You know, I was telling my husband, I was like, um, there's just something inside of me that just, it, it, it continues to, to go. So, I mean, even if I was to stop what I'm doing and focus on my husband, I was like, husband, you do not want all of this. <laughs> you do not want all of this on you. You need me to have this. You yeah. need me to have a huge project I'm working on. So he's taking a nap and I'm watching Moana, right? And you know, I'm relaying my story because when am I not watching a movie, uh -huh. really a Disney movie? So Moana is saying how there's this calling out there, but, you know, her family is telling her to, like, settle with this life. And she's like, no, but, like, there's oh, there's something out there. And I'm relaying it to, like, yeah, that's, that's the calling. That's the performing. And then she has the moment where she wants to give up, which we've all had that moment yep. where we've said, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Now it's too hard. I don't have the support behind me. I don't have the money behind me. I don't have the experience behind me. I mean, I was there. I was there two years ago. And and then I got hurt. Oh, you know that uh, Singing in the Rain audition? Yes. We met at, um, I super hurt my back at that. Oh. I went to go see a chiropractor about it because it wasn't going away. And I'm like, but I'm in my 20s. Like, it yeah. should go away. And I couldn't walk it off. And he was like, I don't want to say it's a slip disc or herniated disc, but like it was borderline. Oh, man. Because I got hurt. My brain also got hurt. If you need a point of reference, Brittany literally tapped the taps off her tap shoes. <laughs> she came out of yeah. this audition with no more taps on her tap shoes. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So I flew in from New Orleans and because my, one of the directors I worked with the summer before, cause then I did life could be a dream where I got to be the only girl. And it's another Roger Bean, the same writer who did Marvelous Wonderland. Mm -hmm. So I got to be in that. And that was awesome. Cause I got paid a living wage. He told this story about how he went into a dance call. They wouldn't see him for this character that he was like, I know I'm really good at this. Um, so he went to the dance call and he was like, I fake pirouetted my ass off in this <laughs> audition. And then they weren't going to choose me for it, of course, because I'm terrible at it. But he went up to the directors and he said, you won't let me sing for this character, but please let me sing for this character. And they went, okay. And he did. And then he was the role up on Broadway. Yeah. You know, so I took that story and I was like, well, um, I, I'm going to go do that. So I was trying to dance my own way into a singing audition. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, my tap fell off because I had $30 tap shoes. <laughs> uh, and then, you know what? But I knew, I knew because I was tapping and tapping and tapping. And then something kind of fell a little off on my shoe. And then um, someone behind me goes, uh, someone lost their tap. And I was like, <laughs> don't look down because it's you. So yeah. So yeah, basically when we met, I was trying to dance my way into a singing audition. And then, yeah, they, uh, I, spoiler alert, I did not make the dance call back, uh, because I am a mover. Um, but I went up to them and I said, I came all the way from New Orleans to sing for you. May I please sing for you? And they're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why you should ask for help and you should just ask. But I, I wouldn't have done that if someone else didn't tell me that story. Yeah. And now so, someone's yeah. going to hear this and they're going to be like, 
she did that. I can do that. You can fake tap your way and then just ask, can I sing for you? <laughs> like I was saying earlier, don't say no for other people because yes. that's what I'm trying to learn. Because, you know, you only have to be brave once and then that's it. And now here you are tapping your way into your show because there's oh. choreo. Yes. Yes, yes. So back to my, my musical then, how, how it happened. So, <laughs> so right, for three weeks, I will be productive. And I'm like, yes, my Broadway dreams are super attainable, even though it's super dark right now on Broadway. And then I realized, too, like, because I, you know, FOMO, like the fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, well, you know, because I, I didn't do this yesterday or the coulda, shoulda, whatevs. Like, well, since I didn't go up to Broadway when I was 26, then it, it's impossible for me to do it now at 28. But then when Broadway closed down, I was like, well, no one's working. Yep. So there's literally no person who can tell me what I can sing and what I can't sing. So anyway, I was humdrum. Whenever I do that, I just put on karaoke tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, I just go up on YouTube and I do like Broadway karaoke. And then what popped up, and this is what inspired me to do the music woman, <laughs> my <laughs> fan video project. And um, Saturday But Wiser came up. And I was like, so I was like singing through it. And then I sang it through it again and again and again. And the more I got into it, the more I was having fun. And the more I was feeling back to like Britney again. Oh, I'm Britney. Yes. You know? And, and then I was like, I, I totally should like record this. Let's see. And then what popped up next was Shapoopy. And I was like, oh, I love that song. Because my favorite part of the song is when Marcellus goes, little Sal was no gal, as anyone could see. Look at her now, she's a go-gal who only goes from me, squeeze her once, which is my favorite thing. <laughs> like, I applaud that bold choice. I love it. And I was like, I'm going to record this song. But then just like with Mr. Santa, like how all of this comes back together, with Mr. Santa, there was an instrumental break. Uh-huh. And then we have a minute-long dance break. And then I was like, well, what am I going to do? I can't talk to myself for a minute. What if I danced it at the dance break? Why am I danced it? Like, I want to go on Broadway. So like, what if I showed off? Like I can dance. Yeah. It's like, wait, I need to know how to tap dance. <laughs> so then I found, I found, you know, teachers and, and whatnot. And I've been steadily learning how to tap dance. And then I'm like, but also I have to record this and I yeah. have to film it, which is a lot different than just being on stage. So now I'm like, well, how do I film dance videos? How do I record the sound of my taps? How do, you know, how do I put everything together? And then I got the green screen because I'm like, well, I can't have this be my background. Uh-huh. And then with the green screen came the problem about my computer. My computer wasn't strong enough for all of this technology. So then I had to upgrade my computer to a supercomputer. So now I have all this equipment and now I'm scared. Now I have fear. And I asked my husband, what if I invested all this money and I don't do anything with it? You know, I, I don't. And I don't do well with it. I don't. And he said the best thing anyone could have ever said. I wouldn't let you spend the money if I didn't believe that you could do well. You know, I'm equally investing in you as well. And I hope that everyone has a partner like that. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's when I was like, okay. All I right. love that. I love like, that so much. You know, so outwardly, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm shining and I'm Britney level 3000. But like, you know, off camera. You know, I have my own fears. Even with doing all this, I have my own fears. Or what if I post one video and I'm, that's it? I think my favorite part about all this is you're super talented and you're putting out 
the parts of you that you're confident in. And you're saying, look world, look, I can, I have this beautiful voice and I have acting chops and I'm funny and I know how to fill in a space when it needs to be filled in. And I taught myself to dance. But in addition to that, you're like, now I'm a Foley artist. Now I'm an engineer. Now I can do sound. You have this huge tech background all of a sudden out of nowhere. Do you see like how like the first two weeks I didn't sleep because I would like (laughs) wake up in the middle of the night and then be like, oh, that's where I put that box right there in that video. And I'm like, can I please just get some gosh darn sleep? (laughs) The thing with my videos is I go, if I could craft the perfect audition, what would it sound like? What would I look like? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm seeing like what I, how I want it staged or how I want it to look. But then I'm like, well, I don't know that skill. And, uh. So then I have to go learn it. So I think that's why you'll see weeks in between videos. It's just because I'm trying to learn. But it's like you level up. Like it instead of being like, oh, yeah. I don't know that skill. I can't do it. I can't make it happen. You're like, I'm going to pause here and I'm going to go learn that skill and I'm going to come back and now I can do it. And here you go. Yeah, you had to wait three weeks in between videos instead of one week. But I just leveled up and here you go. Now I can do what I wanted to do. That's awesome. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> it's just like you know i'm finally showing like what the britney show in her room is you know since she was 12 like what it actually looks like i just really needed to be in a show again and i mean the music man was supposed to premiere and it, it didn't because 2020 yeah so then now i'm just like wait won't i be the music man <laughs> i mean it just stems from like i i need to be in a show um both the last two summers i've been down in florida near disney and i've been doing shows and this summer I did it and you know I was very very sad because I think that's when COVID actually hit me yeah and like the devastation to our industry hit me was like I can't go to Florida you know I can't go perform jukebox musicals Mm -hmm. um so this is something that's like this is the this is my top number one musical like you know how someone's like what's your top three musicals uh-huh. like music man's is, is in its own category <laughs> of like adoration and then it'll be like yeah everything else um i've been working on you got trouble i've also been experimenting with different angles oh too so that's that's gonna be good i filmed harold hill yesterday so i i'm gonna be the townspeople today mm-hmm. <laughs> or so <laughs> i mean we have a hurricane coming through so we're gonna we're gonna see if we're evacuated or not so i hope you're not just because the industry is dark right now doesn't mean that we're not going to create. It's not something that we turn off because if I could be something else, like if I could be a chemist, I mean, my bank account would be awesome. <laughs> but like my, my heart wouldn't, then I would be like third happy. Like with being an archeologist, I would be second happy. So I wouldn't feel completely fulfilled with my life. Like mm-hmm. this, although it's an overwhelming project, you know, just being the director and the editor and the singer and, and everything, like everything that you see. I'm so thankful that people have been like, great editing. And I'm like, thank you. Yes. Because that was the hardest part. And trying to coordinate that, that was the hardest part. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, this face is me not sleeping for a week because <laughs> I'm thinking about squares and like how to do my green screen with, with squares. I've been sleeping better the past two weeks, but the first two weeks, no. The first two videos, I'm not sleeping. Um, if this is but what you look like when you don't sleep, I I can't imagine what you look like when you have a full night of rest. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> you guys can't see Brittany, but she has these gigantic Disney princess doe eyes, and they're all beautifully made up, and she's got her eyeliner and her eyeshadow, and she just glows like she's animated. Um, I didn't know if we were filming this, but I, I do have to tell you, too, with this project as well, because, I mean, it's I mean it's it's chicken soup for my soul, this, this whole, because I'm back in a show again, mm-hmm. and, I mean, it's in my house, but I'm back in a show again, and... I mean, my body was waking me up at six every morning and I'd be like, dude, like I can, I mean, it's COVID. Like I can sleep in. Like my body is like, wake up girl. We got, we got work to do. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. We got record vocals. We got to figure out sincere. Let's go. And so it was something with COVID and like with the COVID depression and you know, seasonal depression and, and your own depression. I mean, that's something that I personally struggle with too, and especially being in the industry that we're in, you know, and the rejection and like the highs are highs and the lows are lows in our, in our field. I mean, to have something in my body be like, this is something worthwhile to wake up to. Yes. You know, that is a, a gift, you know? Absolutely. Otherwise then I'm still afraid in my house being like, well, should I go to Broadway? Should I audition? And it's something that's like, no, we got to do it. You know, it's that, is that calling I was saying, Oh, let me tell you about my husband. Okay. So, right, he was sleeping, I was watching Moana. And then I was relaying Moana's story to, like, my own calling about being in the arts. Because I'm like, it's not something that I can just not do, you know. Even when I was doing archaeology in college, I was still in show choir. I was still singing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm, like, crying by the time, you know, she gives up. And she's like, whatever, I'm just going to go home. And I'm like, oh, that's the tangent I was going on. Because I got hurt two years ago after the audition. Yes. And then I stewed and I was like, well, all, you know, the family that wants me to give up, like, I guess I'll just give up, whatever, you know? And I mean, I was just, I was on that low part of our job. You know, I just got out of an awesome contract and now I'm out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just part of the low. And that was the first time I experienced that. So I was just riding that low, but then I got hurt. And then when you get hurt, then you eat awful. I was eating McDonald's like all the time, you know, and then what it it just spiraled. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the moment I gave, I gave up. I didn't really, you know, I was just being a diva. And then, you know, I got back to being in shows again, whatever. Um, and then, you know, when in Moana, when she's like, no, that the calling is not of the people, it's inside me and I'm, I'm going to do it and I'm, I'm going to fulfill my destiny and, and whatnot, you know, I am Moana. And then I'm like crying because I'm <laughs> like, yes. And I told my husband, I was like, I just, I had a moment with this, you know, I connected with this movie and, you know, when she's saying, I am Moana, I was like, I am Brittany. And he laughed at me. <laughs> he was like, I was being, I guess I was being more dramatic and not like he's laughing at my dreams, but just being like, I am Brittany. <laughs> you know, being like out on the, on the sea. That's so cute. With my ancestors, you know. <laughs> I love and I was that. like, oh, you that's my husband that's what husbands are for they're for supporting you but also laughing at you every now and then because someone has to yeah (laughs) that's good too that's like i think just like how serious i was at that you know too serious or something well it's just when you connect to something like that and i mean like that's just a lesson in disney it's gonna give you those deep-rooted life lessons where you connect to it no matter what talking about disney well because like i'm a vcr kid and like you know bell goes off on this grand adventure and you know people learn about empathy or or whatever um you know they do amazing things and i'm just like how how is everybody just not doing amazing things 
Like, how does anybody who's, like, watching The Baker and being like, yeah, that's cool. That's something. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, but Belle's over here, like, having a great old time and, like, singing with dishes. And, you know, I guess I, with my go-get personality is always like, you know, how do you not want that? Yeah. Or how do you watch Beating the Beast? And you're like, that's cool. <laughs> and then not want more, you know, so. Yes. I mean, I'm a VCR kid and I grew up with those movies. So I'm always like, I want more, you know. Absolutely. That's what gets me. Absolutely. I think that's my type A, you know. That's okay. No, that's that's a good thing. It's your drive. It's your drive. People like to call it type A, but we know. It's just what makes you driven. So are you Moana? Yes, you are. You are you are Moana. <laughs> so lastly, I wanna ask, where do you see your career going? What do you want for yourself post pandemic? And have any of your personal goals changed and evolved with the perspective of this year? We talked a little bit about this, but you can go into a little bit more detail if you want to. It's, um, I definitely, like I said earlier, like I, I, I want to stop being scared and I just want to go. If Broadway is opening up January 3rd, I want to be there January 2nd, just ready to go and, and ready to just go and try. Cause I think I'm, I've also like, been surrounded by by people who don't try so it's a lot easier to cut me down or try to make me settle with less than than it is to be like yeah you know try go do because I just want to be I tell my husband this and he goes you're lying and I know that I'm lying but I was like I just want to be in one Broadway show that's it just one that way I can come back to New Orleans and be Broadway's Brittany Laberta Sams <laughs> you know that's it <laughs> Yes. You know, I'm in all the programs featuring Broadway's Brittany Liberta Sams as newspaper woman number three. You know, <laughs> but now I have that title now. That's, and he's like, that, you're lying. You don't want to be in just one show. And I go, I know I'm lying, but you know, you got to start somewhere. Yep. Um, so I think it definitely solidified that I got to, I got to go. I got to stop being fearful. Using this time to further invest in myself. And further invest in lessons, invest in technology and whatnot. And um, I hope my project gets seen. It's gonna. That'd be great. It's gonna get seen. <laughs> that's my that's my wish. Because sometimes I'm so um, going from stage to film. It's so strange because people are like, "Oh, I love your videos," and I'm like, "You never commented. You never shared. You never liked." Like I don't know because when you're on stage, it's immediate response mm -hmm. like oh my joke totally worked or it totally didn't or why is everyone laughing at me while I'm crying like stuff like that but it's immediate but film I mean we don't know that's true or you know you're streaming your podcast we don't know so um I just keep on assuming that I'm still like you know that that woman singing in her room making a one woman show for, for herself and I guess her animals, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, when people are like, Oh, I really love your, your video. I'm like, Oh, you, you saw it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know me. <laughs> it's just a different way that the audience reacts mm -hmm. that we're just, I'm, I'm not used to at all. Um, but I am very thankful whenever anybody comments or shares or anything. Cause I'm like, thank you. Cause I just assume that I'm making these videos for my mom and like three of my high school friends. And that's it. <laughs> that's who shares and comments. And that, you know? Yeah. So. Well, 
Everyone, check out all of Brittany's videos. She's on YouTube. You can follow her on Instagram. I'm going to have her plug her handle in a second. Um, but you are just going to fall in love with them. I know it. You need to watch all of them. It's a great, super fun channel to just binge through because there's so much to watch. So tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram, Facebook, etc. Um, my YouTube is youtube.com slash Brittany Liberta. My Instagram is at Brittany Liberta. And then my Facebook is at It's Really Brittany. Fantastic. joining us today. This conversation was so awesome, it wouldn't all fit into one podcast. If you'd like to hear more, I'll have the remainder up for you in my bonus content on my Patreon page. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next Friday.